What's up, guys? Brett Apley here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC Orlando this weekend. Steven Thompson versus Kevin Holland in the main event. We have 15 fights on the slate. And just from a macro perspective, guys, that's really important because we need big scores to win this week. It's not your typical 10, 11, 12 fight slate. Like 85, 90 point scores aren't going to get it done. It's kind of like that normally, but it's even more pronounced on a 15 fight slate. You have to be taking big risks. You need 100 plus points on nearly every spot of your lineup. So do not be afraid. We're also going to see lower ownerships than usual because of it because there's 15 fights ownership's going to be more spread out it means if you have a stand that you like if you have a fighter or a fight a fight that you like don't be afraid to put some extra exposure onto them because you can create more leverage against the field and Overall, I think it's going to be a really fun slate, too. It's not the, the best name value in the world, but a lot of fun fights, a lot of fights that should end inside the distance. As usual, I'm going to give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and a matchup I like from a DraftKings perspective. And before I do, make sure you subscribe to the channel. As always, like the video and comment below. Just give me give me one underdog you think is going to win. Like I said, there's 15 fights on the slate, 15 winners. If you can get the right dogs, I mean, you are going to be in an absolutely great spot. So very curious to hear who you guys like this weekend. Without further ado, let's get into my cash game play of the week, which is going to be Rafael Dos Anjos at 9.6K. All right, in cash games, I like Rafael Dos Anjos at 9.6K. You know the drill. I'm not screwing around here with cash games. We have to play the best plays. And Dos Anjos rates out among the very best plays on this slate from a floor and ceiling perspective, but more so from a safety standpoint. Minus 600 to beat Brian Barbarena this weekend. He is the biggest favorite on the board. And I mean, I think he's a little bit safer just in comparison to Jonathan Pierce right below him, who is is going to be very, very popular in tournaments, and I like Pierce quite a lot, but that Pierce fight like could be a war, and Dos Anjos, I think, is going to have a little bit easier time against Barbarena. He should be the superior striker and definitely the superior grappler over Barbarena, who's defending takedowns at 55%, and Barbarena, he just gives up so many takedowns to average or below average competition just dating back to even 2020 five takedowns given up to anthony ivy eight to jason witt four to darian weeks five to matt brown and he won a few of these fights but dos anjos definitely projects to land a few takedowns here if not more um 1.96 average per 15 minutes for dos anjos but Barbarina is just very poor defensively, so I expect Osanjos to land takedowns, earn that top control, land some ground and pound, maybe even th threat for a submission, and that gives him a high floor from a, a DraftKings perspective as well. I also think he's a, a competent striker. He averages 3.58 significant strikes per minute, 61% striking defense. That is better than the 44% striking defense of Brian Barbarina. Um, Dos Anjos is only plus 175 to win inside the distance, so that's where comes into play in tournaments perhaps you pivot to someone like jonathan pierce or sergey pavlovich someone who has a, a much better chance to win inside the distance in theory but from a cash game perspective i like safety in terms of the money line in terms of the style in terms of the matchup and i think dos anjos is a clear cash game target at 9.6k 
Okay, moving on to tournaments. I'm gonna give you a little bit of a sneaky target here. I, I don't think this fighter is gonna be too, too highly owned. It's Jack Hermanson at 8.7K. And it's a matchup that I do like. If Roman Delize wins this fight, I do think Delize scores very well, coming off 109, 115 point scores. However, Delize is a fighter who I kind of want to be light on in the long run. I don't really think he's as good as he's looked in recent fights. I don't love his fight IQ. And his numbers don't rate out that well. And Jack Hermanson, on the flip side, you know, he he came into the sport kind of as an aggressive grappler, and he's had a lot of success striking in recent fights, where he went five rounds with Sean Strickland, landed 137 significant strikes, and most recently outclassed Chris Curtis in boxing range, 100 significant strikes in 15 minutes. Dolize has never shown an ability to land strikes in volume over any duration. He averages 2.6 strikes landed per 15 or per minute. Excuse me. A career high of 51 significant strikes against John Allen, and that was 47 at distance. So if this fight plays out on the feet, I think Hermanson's a superior range striker, both in volume, effectiveness, cardio, etc. I'm really hoping that we get some grappling exchanges here because that's where Hermanson is going to have a DraftKings ceiling. Um, if this fight just plays out on the feet, Hermanson is not going to have the most upside. He's just coming off that win against Curtis in which he scored 70 points. And that's what makes him a risk. He's also plus 300 inside the distance. So this that's why I just don't think he's going to be that popular. Inside distance line is not that good. Coming off wins that didn't score that well against a popular underdog. Hermanson is almost more of a contrarian target. However, I really love his ability to finish fights on the ground. I mean, you have to look back to 2019 and 2018, and, and I think it's out of people's memory, but this is a guy who had Jonathan Pierce-type performances, 138, 122, 121, 117, 110. He, he's putting up big scores because he can land takedowns, and he throws a ton of ground and pound, and he's got a good guillotine. And Roman Delize defends takedowns at 33% in part because he will just fall on his back to attack a leg lock. And he's been rewarded for it at times. Like in his last fight, he tore Phil Haas's knee and that directly led to a knockout on the feet right thereafter. But Dolize has no problem dropping to the ground and, and attacking for leg locks. And yes, he might just get it, but I'll bet against leg lockers in the long run, unless they're named Gordon Ryan. And I think if you give Hermanson some top control, it's just going to open up that path to a big score and path to a finish for him. So it's not the, the most confident play in the world, but this is kind of a contrarian option. And I think if Dolidze is getting outboxed, if he's getting tired, he's going to drop to the mat. Hermanson's going to have some grappling opportunities maybe a sneaky chance to win inside the distance. I'm willing to take chances on him personally at 8.7K. I will have exposure to Delize on the other side, 7.5K. If Delize wins, it's probably a finish, but um, just not that high on him in this particular matchup, and I think Hermanson is pretty sneaky. He will be my tournament play of the week. Next up, my salary play of the week. I'm going to roll with tied to Ivasa, 7.2K. And and he may be popular to a degree. I don't think he's going to be overwhelmingly popular because he's going to be fighting Sergei Pavlovich, who will be among the most popular fighters on this entire slate at 8. Point, uh, what is the price? 9K. So 
Pavlovich is minus 230 to win this fight, minus 140 to win this fight inside the distance. That is the best line on the entire slate. Pavlovich coming off four consecutive first round knockout wins, scoring 131, 109, 109, 107. And of course, I like Pavlovich. Obviously, you should have exposure to fights that are minus 600 to end inside the distance. Pavlovich is among the very best tournament options on the slate for his early KO ability. But... I mean, Tui Voss is in this same fight. That's minus 600 to end inside the distance. And I'm very, very skeptical of Pavlovich outside of round one. I mean, he's looked great and faced almost no adversity in these wins against Derek Lewis, Shamil, Maurice Green, Marcelo Golm. And in his UFC debut, he was TKO'd in the first round by Alistair Overeem. I've come to respect the game of Tui Vasa more than I had years ago. And I like his leg kick ability. I think he's going to put... Pavlovich through some adversity that Pavlovich has not faced in recent fights. And the bottom line is for 7.2K, Tui Vasa has a ton of fantasy upside. Plus 210 to win inside the distance. If he wins at all, it's very likely to be a knockout. He's so cheap and he provides leverage against a very, very high owned Pavlovich. So this is a, a fight that's so likely to end inside the distance according to the betting odds. Based on the style of each fighter, it makes sense as well. I do think Pavlovich is a great tournament option, but I'm very skeptical that he's actually deserving of a betting line this wide. I think the fight should be lined more competitively, and I like the underdog to Ivasa for that reason. High variance matchup, but certainly has knockout upside, and I probably favor him if the fight gets out of round one. So Tui Vasa, um, a lot of upside for 7.2K. He will be my salary play of the week. And finally, my tournament matchup of the week, I'm going to go with Natan Levy versus Gennaro Valdez. Uh, <laughs> Levy's minus 200, Valdez plus 170. Levy, 8.9K, Valdez, 7.3K. And I'm laughing just because, I mean, this is not a fight that's like fun to analyze in, in any sense of the word. And these guys aren't they don't have the most skill, in my opinion, but it's it's the lack of defensive skill that makes it such a good fight to target. Minus 230 ends inside the distance. I think it could even be wider. Valdez is a guy who was just knocked down four times in the first round in his last fight by Matt Frivola. Props to Frivola. Great guy. But um, I just don't think Valdez has defensive striking skills that will hold up at the UFC level. And I've also seen a lot of defensive wrestling weaknesses from him on the regional scene. However, he's an aggressive guy and he's going to come out here trying to knock Levy's head off because that's just what Valdez does. He's All of his fights have ended inside the distance. All of his wins have come inside the distance. And a win for Valdez, probably an early knockout. Plus 285 inside the distance at a low ownership. You can sign me up for some exposure to Valdez here because I'm not very confident in Levy's durability or cardio or defense on the inside. He's given up 10 takedowns in his last two fights. Valdez probably puts up a really big score in a win. I am still going to favor Levy here, and he'll be my preferred tournament option, but don't discount Valdez completely. The reason why I'm, I'm picking Levy to win ultimately is just for the reasons we've already explained. Valdez is not strong defensively as a striker or a wrestler, and Levy has a you know karate background. He is decent at kicks from distance. He's also landed 12 takedowns in his last two fights. 
And I think if he's getting pressured, he's going to have to wrestle. Coming off a fight in which he landed nine takedowns against Mike Breeden and scored, let me see, what did he score? Uh, 120 points in a decision. Uh, he's plus 100 to win inside the distance here. So a lot of finishing upside plus an aggressive style that Valdez is going to bring. We're going to see a lot of exchanges. Um and I think a lot of grappling upside for Levy in a victory, some KO equity as well. I also probably favor him over the distance if the fight gets out of round one, round two. But I expect the winner to put up a very strong score here, potentially a sneaky fight considering the lack of name value. But that is one of my favorite tournament matchups on this slate. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you so much for the support. You can follow me on Twitter, Brett Apley, double T, double P, dailyfanmma.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns needs. Just got off the podcast, an hour and a half podcast with my guy, Gambles Gordo, breaking down every single fight on the slate. Make sure you check that out if you're interested. Until then, you know, good luck, best of luck, and stay safe out there. We'll talk to you all soon. Bye, everybody.